Welcome to Let's Heal with Renuji. These are the Sunday Collective Archives, so sit back, listen, learn, heal, and be healed, and simply enjoy. And we're grooving into the Sunday Collective. Welcome everyone. So as people are filtering in, Ma, what is that one thought that one idea, place or person that you would like to travel to? Travel to? Yes. I love my home. <laughs> and I love traveling from room to, to room, room and falling in <laughs> love with my home every day. And I also um, love you. I love you too. And the delight is to travel to your room and give you a hug every morning. Oh, wow. Sometimes we meet in the corridor, sometimes inside the room. And I hug the day. Yeah. And I love the weather. Yeah. And this lovely shivering Delhi. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, beautiful. I think that the, in the morning when we step out and we see the birds waking up and flying to their destinations... Uh, then uh, it's uh, so much fun because they are also traveling and traveling and traveling and they are traveling to search for food, right, and water. Yes. And the divine takes care of everything. And sometimes we are traveling to uh, other destinations, other countries. I'm sure the airports are filled with people, with travelers, jumping on the bandwagons and saying, yay, yippee. And, you know, going on holidays, some people are going for work, some people are traveling to new destinations to unravel their fortune. But I do know, and I've seen this very often, that people travel to to destinations to be with people that they have some unfinished uh, karmic resonance with. And they go to particular hotels to the land, to uh, particular, you know, associations. Even the waiter who's serving you in the restaurant is uh, part of your destiny plan. And the person who's cooking or is uh, cleaning even the plates and the dishes in the kitchen is part of the service that he's giving to you personally. And that's how our karma unravels and we have associations of uh, souls uh, that travel with us through lifetimes and we are interacting to give each other the benefit or the pleasure or even the pain. You know, sometimes there's something's cooked in the restaurant and it's going to give you some disease or some indigestion that could keep you in bed for a few days. So it depends on where you're traveling and what you're really searching for. And what you're finding. So find we must and search we must. And then in that finding and searching, we must also have the ability to give and share with others. And when we give and share, then the whole process of uh, life patterns change and associations change. And through that, we cultivate a sense of oneness with this universe. And with our breath, with our talents, with our uh, things that we acquire, things that we bring home. Remember that when we go to the mall and we buy something, that thing that was sitting on the shelf in that store is also traveling with you and is coming back home with you and you're bringing it and, you know, maybe somebody's buying you a present and then you are wondering what you're going to do with it. So uh, it's uh, fascinating how things travel from far off places and uh, they come to your home and they sit on the shelf and sometimes you uh, admire their beauty, sometimes you use them on a daily basis, sometimes you never even notice them and then, you know, somebody accidentally uh, either takes it away or you feel like gifting it forward to somebody. So finally, it's about the energy that thing is carrying that's coming to you. And uh, you must receive it with open arms and share it forward is my principle. Because, you know, sometimes the minute you receive a gift, you already know where it has to go. So that's the traveling 
traveling of things, traveling of souls, traveling of uh, plants. Recently, I had this lovely brother and sister who uh, had come from the U.S. and they were coming. And they kept saying, oh, we have to find something to give to Aunt Reno. And Aunt <laughs> Reno was very willingly receiving their love. And they brought this beautiful plant, yes, and uh, which they were convinced, or at least the you know the place where they bought it, the person had convinced them that it get, uh, gives more oxygen. Oh, and uh, so you know I was very pleased because finally, when we repotted that plant, it it became three. Oh, there was it was also congested, and you know, and the plant was just saying. We want to be more, we want to be more. So they were giving birth to new and new, uh, you know, growth. And uh, and it was dark green in color, the leaves of that plant. So I know that dark green comes from a healed uh, kidney chakras that are relationships that have uh, embedded into a lot of comfort and a lot of uh, bonding and strength. And the plant is, of course, the tree of life that is going to grow your relationship further and further. So I was really pleased with that gift and it brought a smile to my face. And so the plant traveled from some land. They came from America. They they picked it up and they brought it to the midnight galaxy. And then now we have three of them growing happily. Growing happily. Yeah. So that's how things travel. That's how... We travel, that's how we go to places, you know, and uh, we have an association with that nursery from where we are buying that plant and the gardener is telling us a story and our mind is getting impregnated. So even the stories travel with us and they go forward with us and we go forward with them and that's how the journey keeps growing. And some things we'll remember, some things will give us understanding, some things will increase our knowledge and some things we'll uh, just clutter our mind with yes right yes absolutely and so how do we declutter the mind so that we are not uh, obsessively desiring and then becoming unhappy with this so-called lack of travel that generally is associated with tourism or holidays and fun and actually connect to what you are sharing with us here, Mark. So I can share a short story about yes, how uh, we clutter our mind and how we can unclutter it. So there was once this very, very, very sweet boy whose whole journey of life was about collecting marbles. And whenever he went to a store, he would buy anything that he felt was very attractive. And, you know, marbles are with these colored glass uh, in, in a, you know, radiant colors shining through. And he used to collect and collect. And one day he went downstairs um, out to play. And there was this little girl, his neighbor, who had just celebrated her birthday. So she was showing him a collection of candies that she had received as birthday presents. So they were both, share he was showing her the marbles and she was showing him the candies. So then this boy decided to make a request. And this request was that, um, can you please uh, do an exchange with me? So she was very curious and she looked at him, yeah. So he said that I'll give you all my marbles if you give me all your candy. So the girl thought about it for a while and she was very attracted to the beautiful marbles. And so she said, sure, let's exchange. You give me all your marbles and I'll give you all my candy. So they happily exchanged. He gave her the marble and she gave him all the candies. Now when the boy came home, he was very miserable. Guess why? Because the most beautiful of the marbles he had hidden in his pocket. Oh. And he had given her the whole collection and he had taken a candy. Now, why was he miserable? He said, just like I have kept this marble, how many candies did she keep for herself? But the girl was peacefully sleeping because she had this beautiful collection of marbles. She was enjoying and she had 
uh, you know, uh, given all the candy to the boy. And she was free and she was so truthful and she had done such a fair exchange and she was resting peacefully. So finally, when you ask na, that what are the burdens that we carry, it's the burdens of untruth, yes, the burdens so. of not completing a transaction completely. So these are burdens on our soul that travel with us. Wow. So do you understand that yes. what we do, the guilt or the insufficiency travels with us. So what do we learn from this story that if we do not give 100% to our relationship, hmm. even with ourselves and with the other, we are carrying that burden and that burden is traveling with us through destinations and through lifetimes and through events. And that, you know, the other person may never know that we hit that most beautiful marble in our pocket. Mm -hmm. But you know. And that's the guilt that's going to travel with you. And the second part of the story is that depending on how much honesty you put in the relationship, that much honesty the universe is going to give back to you. Because like attracts like and energy follows thought. And, uh, and life outside is only a reflection of our true inner state, right? Absolutely. So now, sometimes, if, even if we look at the girl, that why did she get shortchanged? Short so maybe she did some shortchanging to somebody else in a previous lifetime. And that's how she's getting impacted. But she doesn't know. It's the boy who's, uh, you know, in that consciousness, in that truth, and is uh, validating his own inadequacies and living with the guilt. And the third part of it is that when we exchange energies with another soul, we have to be very, very appropriate. We have to be very, very humble. We have to be very, very smart in keeping on that line of truthfulness. If we don't speak that truth, we don't do that truthfulness in our act, we are really taking away something that's going to burden us. And I always tell people that don't get so panicked now that, oh, I did this wrong, did that wrong, now I'm going to be punished. No, you can just forgive yourself and take a firm decision that from today I'm not going to go down that road. So you're already transformed in this one moment. And you're going to be very appropriate with everyone who's going to be in contact with you. And you're going to change. You're transformed with the next breath itself. And the divine loves us unconditionally. And uh, we are going to be connecting to that supreme source where each one of us is connected. And we are uh, living our life and moving ahead. So finally, it's give more than, you, more take. Can, than you take. Yeah, always remember that. So when we give more than what we receive, what is, because uh, traditionally in any, uh, even ma'am in spiritual understanding, it's like I receive and then I share or I gather and then I share. But today you've given us a new perspective of the same dimension that we must give more than we take. Mm -hmm. And so where is that source or our ability of giving coming from and how do we tap into that unconditional compassionate truthful giving self that like a well that never dries up yeah, so is it our healing practice yeah, it's a healing practice and our aura which grows as we receive right and what is inside this aura is also our burdens it's also our obstacles our hurdles our pain our anguish so in the act of giving we are actually freeing ourselves. We are putting, uh, you know, making more space in aura. And for every good thing that you give away, there's 10 times more fortune coming into your aura. You know, sometimes people say that uh, I don't have much to give. So I say that you can pray. You can pray for the welfare of the world around you. So even in that act of praying, you're connecting to the vibrations of Om. And that ohm is resonating and it's uh, creating a huge reservoirs of light that are going to, uh, that you're going to download into your consciousness. And what is that vastness of uh, the download is Satchitanan. So Sat is the truth. Chit is the consciousness of what you're doing 
and is keeping you aligned with the truth and in that complete action just like in the story for the girl she was in satchidanand she was blissful she was sleeping well she was admiring the marbles and she was going to have association with those marbles and what was the boy going to do he was going to eat up all the candy and the candy was going to disappear and what was he going to do he was going to have that one marble sitting on his shelf that was going to remind him about his dishonesty mm. and his the behavior of of a misdeed right so what was he going to accumulate more of the misdeeds 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 because every time he was thinking he was going to generate that energy so when you give more than you take then the divine gives you and what wow. the other person can give you is insufficient compared to what the divine can give you so the divine is always blessing you is always a spearheading a movement of light with your breath with your consciousness and with your internal energy of comfort that the aura is expanding and expanding i sometimes see people's auras going many 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 miles around them and they you know you are affecting with your own internal spiritual strength you're impacting even your neighbors what to speak of the buildings you know people are living on the 120th floor in chicago they are healing all the other flat members of of that entire building what to speak of miles radius around you know which is impacting other people's lives and and you are then growing bigger and bigger because you're unconditionally serving the universe that you're living in yeah yeah and, i'm just really excited with you and the light is traveling with remember us remember there is a thousand petaled lotus at the crown chakra of every living being what to speak of humans and trees and birds and mm. animals and fishes everybody has this thousand petaled lotus and the rivers of light are flowing from there and whatever we are receiving many fold of that energy is being distributed by just our presence so we have to be very very aware of what we are taking and always aspiring to give more than what we take yes ma'am and that's I love what travels this. with us this is going to be really a conscious meditation yeah for uh, you know every day that give more than you take and so how can we test uh, what is the litmus test is then the truthfulness yeah the litmus test is the truthfulness and what our eyes are able to see what our ears are able to hear what we can smell what we can taste and what we can touch and uh, you know uh, the reality is that we have uh, boulders of things staring us in the face and we think oh my god this is so 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 uh, huge um that uh, we can't do anything else but the reality is that the divine with just one glance can remove all those mm. boulders in your destiny yes. and you can travel in freedom you can you know he'll just lift you from here to to go to another place absolutely and uh, so you will be traveling with your mind with your consciousness with your heart with the sound of om and you're resonating with the truthfulness and you are always praying for loka samasta sukhino bhavantu that every soul on planet earth is liberated from pain and is in the presence of the divine light and in that consciousness everybody is free floating and free living and actualizing the highest potential and that is so important to understand i'm reminded of a story which i've told many times but i will just tell it again that this professor comes into class with a glass jar and he puts it on the table and he says that we are going to do an experiment right and he takes these big stones and he puts them in the jar and he asks the students is the jar empty or full and the students look at it and say this completely full nothing more can not even one more of those rocks can fit into the jar then he takes some pebbles out of another bag he bends down takes the pebbles and he puts pours them in and he shifts them and all the pebbles go in there and fit into the empty spaces 
and then the students are really surprised and then he says that now is the jar empty of water. They're completely, completely full. <laughs> so then he says no and he reaches down and he picks up a bag of sand and he puts the sand and then again he shifts it a little, you know, he shakes it a little bit and then more, the sand just fills up all the crevices. And then, uh, you know, is uh, asking the student, now is the jar full? So he, the student says, my God, nothing more can fit into that. It's completely, completely packed. And then he says that um, he takes a jug of water and he pours it into that, uh, you know, glass jar. And so much water fits into that. <laughs> so then... He uh, looks at, uh, you know, he uh, says that now it's full. So then he has some jars sitting. In, one has water, one has uh, sand and water, one has uh, the pebbles and sand. And, and then he's telling the students, can you fit without, uh, you know, losing any of that, uh, because he's put the exact measure of what he fitted into that jar. So when the students try to put the sand into the water, the water overflows. And then they try to fit the pebbles into the sand and water, the pebbles can't go in there, right? And uh, the boulders can't go into the jar with the pebbles and the sand and the water. So the the story why I'm telling you today is that as we travel through life, we have to see that we go in the correct order. That whatever is staring us in the face and whatever is very important for us. Like do, the boulders, like, like the, the big boulders, rocks. Yeah, yeah, we have to first focus on those. And those are things that are uh, our responsibilities in this life that we've chosen to live through. And we have to take care of them. And then come the, you know, the pebble events that are going to be, uh, you know, nurturing other souls and touching their lives. And then comes the sand, which is, uh, you know, sharing of your wealth and, and your time and your opportunities of making comfort for somebody else. And finally, the water represents the unconditional love that you have that you have to touch everything in your life with that. And just like, uh, you know, the big boulders in the river, when they move, uh, just by the act of that water, everything becomes very smooth and comfortable. And sometimes big rocks become small stones. So with that compassion, we have to heal our life and we have to touch it with, uh, you know, sustenance of uh, sharing and caring and giving, like I said. Then what are you giving? You have to give the unconditional love. You have to give uh, the compassion. You have to give truthfulness. And then finally, all the pain and anguish that you think are big boulders in your life will be dissolved. And so then that is the water. The water yeah. is the healing, the compassion, the, the truth. truth. Oh, wow. And then finally, what is the bottle, the jar represent? Mm -hmm. It represents that small time that uh, you have uh, come down on earth for and whatever you do inside that jar is finally going to shatter the jar or keep you very succinctly aligned with the spiritual energy. Remember that when you uh, decided to leave the spiritual world or you were told to go down on planet earth, you chose your parents, your soul energy uh, decided to enter the womb. You built your own body, the design, the way you look, and uh, you did grow that intelligence, that consciousness, and you absorbed those material, uh, you know, sounds from your mother's voice and the food that she ate, and you started to actualize and enjoy your, you know, journey in the womb. And then you decided to take birth and from day one to seven, you're just building your own consciousness and your ability to survive in the world from age seven to 14. You're building on uh, your body, your physical body. You know, we are all uh, as humans, we are developing our body to become adults. 
And from 14 to 21, we are building on our intellect and how we are going to generate, how we are going to interact, what are we going to give, what are we going to take. Are we really truthful human beings? And then from the age of 21 to 28, we take life decisions to uh, structure and travel through the universe. You know, many of us finding jobs, life partners, <laughs> settling down, uh, having, you know, children and taking responsibilities. And finally, from 28 till the end of your uh, till the end of your last breath on planet Earth is the journey of uh, what you're going to do. Are you going to be in Satchitananda? Are you going to develop your strength of truthfulness or are you just going to validate that you're just here to do nothing and let other people do for me? There are people like that also in this world, like the little boy who kept the marble for himself. Yes, mom. So that's the journey of the soul and how the, the descent of uh, the energies comes and with it comes the magnitude of unconditional love of the divine, the support of the parents, the grandparents, the family, the extended universe, even neighbors, even, you know, yesterday somebody was sharing that they were going away for a few days and uh, they were telling uh, their neighbor that we are going away so to look out for our house and then uh, requesting them to water the plants that are outside the house and then they were saying that we've told the gardener to jump from the terrace of the other house and come to water their plants on the terrace <laughs> so i was just thinking that how the gardener is going to travel from the other's terrace now supposing if he decided one day just to visit with them then, then they would say he's a thief. He came to steal and rob something. And because they've decided that it's okay for him to jump. So what is the energy he's going to bring to water their plant? Maybe it's going to be very nectarian because their neighbor is very loving, full of compassion, full of truthfulness. So depending on where he's coming from and what he's bringing is what's going to resonate. resonate. So we have to be aware that everybody is bringing something. Some things we like, some things we don't like. Sometimes in time, place and circumstance, some actions are good because we wanted it that way. And at other times, if people do the same actions, then they are being very rude and obnoxious and not so friendly. And how dare they? I hear these stories every day in my office. Yes, Ma. So then what is the healing or the intention that we should, or the reflection rather, that we should make within ourselves that why are the goalposts of our judgment changing. always changing and our definitions always changing for what is good, what is bad, what is acceptable and then what is absolutely unacceptable. Like we ourselves change these definitions daily or moment to moment. So mm. how do we really heal that cataract of our vision and our judgment. Again, the five input points are the way we see things, the way we hear, the way we taste, the way we touch the truth, and then self-recognition is about how we are breathing in that self-awareness of uh, who we are and what are we doing here. And I find that a lot of people are just coping with the life and the stresses and strains <coughs> and not really looking at what more they can do with their life and what more they can do for sustaining their own spiritual growth and what they can do to help another uh, spiritualize their actions and their things. So uh, we are very conditioned by what people around us say. Recently I had somebody who was having surgery and I had told them that make sure you ask the doctor what is it, what are the do's and don'ts. So they came back with oh, the doctor saying that the I can go back to work tomorrow and uh, then uh, finally they said that uh, we can, uh, oh, the doctor said don't eat any butter, any ghee, any, uh, you know, fats and don't do this and don't do that and I was just looking and then I was connecting to what the doctor actually said and the doctor said that you can just have a, you know, diet which is friendly, what, what you can digest. And uh, so they've taken the cue of what they like and they're going to say that this is what the doctor said that we should eat. Mm. 
not what the doctor actually said. Mm, yes, ma'am. Right? So we have to understand that what are we hearing? Is it selective? And let me tell you that what we see and what we hear is very, very selective. Sometimes the doctor will have written the whole prescription and we will not read it. And we will just presume that this is it. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even the medicine I can take at whatever time I choose. I don't have to follow the instructions. I don't have to look at what is uh, going to be uh, the structure or the actualization of what's going to put me back to health. So sometimes we are our own enemies. We, we do things compulsively because we are creatures of habit. And something that has not been pointed out to us long enough to change it, to do the intervention, we are going to continue to do it because ignorance is bliss. So we say, oh, it's the doctor's fault that he didn't impress upon me or he didn't make me understand, but he's written it and given it to you. You've just forgotten to read, read it, it, right? So there, what I'm picking up, my please correct me if I'm wrong, is there two aspects. One is that our ego self then corrupts the, uh, sequence, the of sequence of knowledge that the sense is receiving. Yeah. And so then that corruption or filtration starts happening. And then the second part is that we also have with the ego uh, a laziness to implement that. The pleasure seeking. Ah, pleasure seeking. And we are always wanting every experience to be pleasurable. And we are very sensual beings. We are very romantic with ourselves and we are pretending. You know, it's like you're in the uh, first glance of love with yourself yes, and ma you're blushing and you are just uh, taking charge of uh, whatever it is that you want to experience and you pretend the whole universe is speaking the same language and you're okay with even if it's going to be toxic waste that you're embracing and you're going to get an electric shock and you're going to be jolted and all your hairs are going to stand up. And you're going to say somebody else's fault. fault. I didn't do it. They did it to me. They told me. They taught me. Yes, Master. This is such a powerful uh, visual that you've illustrated for us that at least for me, what my takeaway is that then healing with the senses at every chakra is so important to awaken mm -hmm. that sense of seeing at all, yeah. like at every pore and cell of our body that is non-corrupted and non-infected with the ego. And then we have to understand that just like the glass jar, the, there are also five steps. No? There's the jar, there's the boulder, there's the pebble, there's the sand and there's the water. Yes. So all have to be in sequence, right? Absolutely. So it has to be the boulder first, then the pebbles then the um, sand. sand and then the water, water and before all of this is the, jar. is the jar. And you know, even when you look at the justice, mm -hmm. what is the justice saying? That blind, that yeah, I'm going to be blind. Because our eyes corrupt the way we see oh. and uh, the way we hear. So finally, it's about hearing, right? What we are hearing has to be not corrupted by what we are smelling, tasting and seeing because speech is absolute. Absolute. So we have to awaken that, that clarity. Yeah, and we have to meditate. Why do, you know, all spiritual activities go into either chanting or meditating? Because it is to purify the monkey mind for it to be still so that we can actually hear the guidance and the real truth of our heart. Of our heart. I love that. And we that can one. sequence it by chanting Om or, you know, Satchitanand or Loka Samasta Sukhina Bhavattu, whichever aspect of uh, your devotion is coming up. And um, sometimes we, you know, when children are uh, not doing their homework and they go to class and the teacher makes them write 108 times. Nah? I will do my homework daily. I will yes. do my homework. Do you remember that yes, sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Kids would be sitting in class and they would be writing. So I used to always think that what is it that's going to make change? And it basically the change is coming from the 108 uh, chakras of your spine and you're resonating with that and you repeat it often enough 
and uh, then you are reaching that golden lotus at the crown chakra where the penny drops that yes i have to do my homework daily right absolutely and sometimes it was that i will speak the truth i will speak the truth you know there was sometimes the teachers would find that the child had said oh i've left my homework copy notebook at home and then they would say open your bag and they would find the copy and they hadn't done that work so it used to be i will speak the truth i will speak the truth so whatever you resonate with even the mantra mala is 108 it's uh, to resurrect that consciousness in your awareness that you are a spiritual being you have the chakra system you have to climb the steps you have to get to the tower and you have to look around to see what what are the choices you know to give you a 360 degree view of all the things your own abilities that you can choose to use so you have the ability to speak the truth and you also have the ability to tell lies so the choice is yours you have to choose where it is that you're looking and where you're going to confront yourself with and say no no that's not me i'm not going to take that choice so finally it's about you you can't blame anybody else no you can't say my parents did this or my ancestors did this it's about what are you doing what is the inherited knowledge you have brought what is it that you're activating which is the intelligence that you are going to activate what is the action you're going to take what is the information what is the reflection what is the contemplation and then the truth will resurrect every time that is very That's comforting simple. actually ma yeah. to really thank you for highlighting that for us yeah and uh, we have few questions yes, ma some personal and some uh, you know general universal. and universal that's the word yeah. i was looking for so we have uh, they haven't signed off their name it mm-hmm. is sj pixel artist is the okay. account okay. and uh, they say that a very happy new year to you and your family ma'am hope the year is going amazing for you yes yes perfect they have three four very important questions yes. for themselves yeah. so they've um, shared them so the first is how they've asked how do i get rid of my cervical pain and what is usually the root cause or important chakras for the same ma'am the important chakras are the shoulders and the neck and the neck is about uh, resonating with truth speaking the truth and it's also a highest uh, creativity chakra and communication chakra so obviously you're not able to communicate the truth to yourself and you're not willing to take responsibility for whatever is life is dishing out to you so the best way to fix it is to uh, definitely do some exercises and movement of the neck and things and the second is to change your pillow because sometimes it's just a bad posture while we are sleeping that we are not supporting the neck sufficiently and the third is that you can use a blue scarf to wrap around your neck or uh, you know put a hairband at night around your neck and sleep Uh, blue color and that will really resurrect and take away the pain and the third is uh, to do a lot of uh, practice with speaking the truth in front of the mirror sometimes we are just not able to speak the truth uh, to the people because it will create conflict like yesterday i had somebody sharing with me that uh, she would rather have peace in the house than confront her husband with the truth because then he would make it so miserable for her and for the children and i was reflecting on it that what can she do differently she can just stand in the in front of the mirror and talk to herself and affirm that she's sending out truthfulness into the universe and even if her husband doesn't hear it the way she's saying it because sometimes it can be just discordant for people to hear what you're saying but when the universe hears it it will orchestrate change in the husband in the mother in law in the teacher in whatever is your insufficiency the universe will gather around because you've emptied yourself of that speech and that thought and the universe will resurrect to bring you uh, relief 
Wow. And his second question is, how do I increase my chances of getting more interview calls? What are all the chakras, thoughts or life situations that I should heal, ma'am? Oh, this is kidney chakras. And again, it's turquoise and green and blue. And they, they form a very nice triangle with the throat. So from the th- throat, it goes to your waist. And that triangle has to be filled with the blue light. So I always tell people that that blue light comes from water. And our kidney chakras are responsible for eliminating toxic waste from a body with the, you know, the water element. So drink a lot, at least seven glasses of water in a day. Make it like a ritual and you will very soon find that your relationships are changing and the interview calls are coming. And then again, like I said, you can write it 108 times. Yes, and ma'am. then it'll resurrect and it'll become a truth, the absolute truth. And not just say that, you know, I'm getting lots of interview calls mm-hmm. and I'm successful at the interview call and I have landed the best job. job. Oh, lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely. And then his third question is that how his do his or hers? I don't know. It's okay. uh, the foot. It's SJ Pixel Artist. I can okay. see a palm tree. Okay, wonderful. And the palm yeah. tree getting lost. A lot of, of healing. Uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening in who may have had and these issues question. or questions. Yeah, yeah. So I'm grateful for them for asking this. Mm-hmm. And the third question is, how do I get rid of acidity and digestion issues? What is the root cause for the solar plexus to behave like this, ma'am? Yeah, the root cause is that there's too much of the fire element. Um, at the root chakra, we are connected to the earth element, at the hara to the water element, at the solar plexus to the fire element, and at the heart chakra with the air element, and at the throat with the space element. So, uh, you know, with your sequencing of your uh, questions, it is that the uh, the space element, you have to create more space for goodness to flow into your life and you have to douse the fire of your solar plexus with the water of your hara where the purpose of life is. So, you know, the interview call will come because you are resurrecting your uh, ability to create your good fortune. So I would again say that drink the water. Drink the water. Because it's uh, your kidney chakras are going to douse the unnecessary acid, acid in your solar plexus. And definitely light a candle in the house so that the fire burns to illuminate or uh, go into the kitchen and cook. Mm-hmm. And with pleasure, not just that, oh, this is such a drudgery and why do I have to fend for myself? Yes, you know, find pleasure in things that are connected to the environment and uh, of course connect to the sun and thank the sun for the uh, you know the beautiful light and maybe offer some water even to the, the sun, sun god, god. to yes. douse the fire yes ma and then his fourth and final question is that what should be done when during the day our vibration gets lowered and we are feeling dull or negative ma just uh, jog on the spot for 30 seconds suddenly throw out all the toxic Toxic waste and your feet chakra will get energized and the earth, uh, mother earth will absorb all the toxic waste out of your body and you'll be rooted to goodness and uh, power. Wow. So it's nice. Energize yourself with the blue. So buy something, maybe have a blue sheet to sleep on at night. Yes. I find that really helps with the cervical pain. Yes. And so I'm just going to take one more pain question and then I have two very beautiful questions from Umang and Mr. Ash that I would love to get to. So there is Dilip who says that, ma'am, good morning. I have a terrible pain in the knees, particularly the left knee. What can I do for relief, he says. Um, For relief, it's uh, definitely eat lots of green things because remember the brown energy is coming from Mother Nature and your knees are congested with too much uh, brown energy. So to release it, do the rooting meditation and uh, maybe wear green socks. Okay, that's grateful, Ma. And then, of course, we have Nisha, Nisha Mintleaf is the account. And a few others who are asking about relationships and if they've unknowingly or knowingly hurt people, what can they do to overcome this? Just chant this? Om 
And heal your kidney and chakras kidney if you're a healer. If you're a healer or drink more water, water. if you're not a healer. Yes. And we are now sending you tons, tons of, of healing. healing. And uh, yes, so I will get to Mr. Ash's question. Yes. And he says, Pranams at your holy lotus feet. God bless. Is traveling like alcohol or through some intoxication enabling a person to get away from all the unbearable discomfort but still not taking them anywhere, a temporary suppression of emotions. No, it's not a temporary impression or suppression or compression. The basic structure you have to understand that when you left the divine abode and you came down a small part of you and entered the womb of your mother, your travel already began. And constant change is part of this universe. So when you built your body, when you came out, you were a little baby, you were being carried around, then you became a toddler, then you became... So the constant change in the human body is part of the travel of the soul. In uh, constantly changing bodies, you know, if you yes, look at yourself at 50 and you look at a photograph of yourself at five months, it's not the same body. So the body is also transitioning and changing and traveling with you and reinventing itself, what to speak of events and situations and plans and, uh, you know, efforts of traveling all over the world. You know, you're maybe your father's in, in the army and he's getting posted in different places every two years. So you're making new school friends, you're having new teachers, new environment and, you know, new building. And then you're going to another city and then again you're in a new school and so the constant change is part of the activation of our intelligence and our intelligence is seated in the third eye chakra and it's connected to the wisdom at the crown and the understanding, the information, the reflection, the contemplation is all happening at our temple chakra where we are regurgitating um, some of our karmic destiny from the kundalini and the root chakra and it's climbing through the spinal column with the help of the silver and blue light to uh, to help us actualize our highest potential and in this actualization we are able to liberate ourselves from binding karma and we are able to access that liberating karma where we are able to flow with love and compassion and give gener generously to our world and uh, complete our debts and finally leave the planet uh, having um, nurtured our soul self and having nurtured our body and having uh, fulfilled and nurtured the family that we've created or the family that we belong to or the, or the love and, and the universe that we belong to. So finally, you know, I remember once I visited a lady, she had a hundred cats in her house. And then there was another gentleman uh, who used to live in Delhi and I visited him often. He had 400 cactus plants in his garden. Oh. He was called the cactus doctor. Ah. And he had every variety and everything. So, you know, we are all um, aligning with something that we have to complete from a previous lifetime. So it could be you have uh, some people had lots and lots of clothes. And somebody will just buy shoes and somebody will be just buying watches. So these are all associations of uh, things that we are attracted to and that we are compulsively collecting and uh, rejoicing. Yes. With. And it makes us happy. It gives us pleasure. And we are able to, to nurture our soul self and complete the journey. So finally, it's about what you're doing what in you're the moment. What you're doing in the moment. And yes, and so in that moment, uh, what if we're thinking? That's what Umang is asking. He says, good morning, Ma. Good morning. <laughs> Can we travel just through our mind? Do okay. we have any karma with whatever or whoever comes up in our thoughts? Yes, of course, because remember that karma always begins with desire. So if supposing I sit here and I desire that I, uh, you know, I have to go to Siberia, right? Yes, ma'am. So then with that comes a thought from that desire. Then there's willing and planning. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's, you know, getting the visa, getting the ticket, booking the hotel, and then actually getting on that flight and going there. But the desire itself started creating the karma. Right. The thought created another sequence of karma. The willing and planning and discussions and counter-discussions with yourself in the mirror. Remember I told somebody just a little while ago that you can talk about, uh, you know, issues that disturb you with yourself in the mirror. And you will be emptying yourself out of that binding karma of being trapped in a relationship where you can't speak the the truth. truth. So you are liberating yourself. So that will also create some karmic resonance that you'll be able to obliterate out of your karmic destiny. And uh, you will be traveling to Siberia. (laughs) And then you'll be thinking about the snow and then the pristine white and uh, everything bright. And uh, so karma will resurrect uh, maybe your destination, maybe not to go to Siberia, but maybe you'll go to base camp Mount Everest or you'll go to Leh Ladakh or you'll go, mm-hmm. depending on what is your desire to experience that uh, that uh, travel. Yes, and sometimes you may not even leave your home, but you'll have created karma and you will have created. Remember, as a healer, whatever you're thinking of, you are channeling the light. And so that is uh, helping you finish off some karmic uh, sequencing of destiny that may not have been so pleasant. And so you are uh, creating new destiny by that uh, thought. And that's why meditation is so important. That's why chanting of mantras is so important. That's why healing is so important. Because in every action, even just by moving your hands on different body parts, you are changing your karmic destiny. So think along. That is the most sacred, Ma. My yeah. most sacred practice. Is to place your hands, hands and to heal. And to heal. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have Ishanya who's joining. I think she's oh. back in Canada. Oh, and she says, you. I want to take your blessings, ma'am, for my birthday today. Yes, Miss birthday. you. <laughs> my little doll, I love you. I held you in my arms and you were so little. Yes. God bless you, Vita. Stay well, stay healthy, stay happy. And have a wonderful year and ahead life. and life ahead. Yes. Big blessings. And then we have so much love coming in from Rekha Masi, Tiny Auntie, uh, Aruna, Anita, Parshwati. Love you all. Neha, Umang says, wow, grateful ma. (laughs) Keep thinking, keep healing, keep traveling with your thoughts. Absolutely. So much to resonate with, so much to heal with and so many empowered Actions that you are giving us. And the most important, don't keep the marble hidden in your pocket. Never. If you're negotiating a trade-off, let it be complete. Don't keep it for another lifetime where you'll have to come back and face the boulders. Yes, the the rule of uh, the rule of uh, what should I say? I want to say the word advantage, but I guess it's advantageous karmically. Is that give more than you take? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> to make more space in your aura to receive the from divine. the divine, and what the divine can give you, nobody, nobody else can, can give you. And then we have the last question I'll take, Ma, for yes, today's yes. Uh, le- um, Sunday Collective and today's session. Is Mayuri, Mayuri Mehta from oh, Bombay. Lovely. I love her. And I love her she too. She has sweet questions that need only one line answer. answer. Then she said, the penny has dropped, ma'am. No more. No I'm more. Understood. understood. So she asked that when we clutter, so she says, oh, does clutter. cluttering mean that we are carrying burdens of untruthfulness and dishonesty and perhaps even pretense. And decay. And decay. Wow. It's like gangrene growing in your aura. And those parts of your aura have to be dismembered, just like, you know, amputations of body parts. So good fortune pockets where you could have got received uh, gifts from the divine uh, cannot be received because you don't have that aura anatomy okay. or that bag of uh, what you need to resurrect. So you'll have to take another life. So that's why I say that uh, declutter, 
you know, whether it's your table, whether it's the kitchen, whether it's your house, whether you have to change the curtains, upholstery, whether you have to paint the walls. And, you know, remember the things that you have not used for, say, a year, it's best to give them away and let them be used by other people who can use them with affection, with love, with gratitude. And you're just keeping them in the, on the shelf, thinking that I'll use them some other time. So I always say buy clothes and jewelry that you're really going to wear. Buy things for the house that you're really going to use. And if you have chipped mugs, broken handles, either get them repaired or let, you know, those... Uh, let them go so that uh, you can make space for something more beautiful to come. So I think well, this really resonates with two other questions that just popped up right now. Yeah. One is from dearest Simran, hmm. who says that, Ma, how do we deal with anxiety? And the other is from Rima, Rima Kara, yeah. who hmm. says that relationships are not doing good in 2023. So I think for both of them and for any other people who are resonating with this is also decluttering your relationships decluttering your physical space and decluttering your mind yeah that will then lower the anxiety and completely heal it will also lower the anxiety of relationships that are not doing well because you have to declutter them yeah and the other interesting part is no, that Rima came to see me the other day and she brought me this beautiful blue painting and because today's topic is about truthfulness so you know when I saw that blue painting I immediately put it in a very prized space in my environment and I've been channeling her lots and lots of uh, blue light mm -hmm. so that she can resurrect first is to declutter her house that was my first instruction to her mm -hmm. the second was to uh, you know to be able to speak the truth because she's a lawyer and you know there are sometimes things that you cannot say that you want to say mm -hmm. but in her personal life she can sit in front of the mirror and speak out loud and have those conversations with herself so that she's able to, uh, you know, resurrect her own life and fill her aura with the, you know, the opulence that uh, the divine is willing to send. And the last part of it is that Saturn is changing this year for a lot of you out there and it's changing for the better and it's going to give you uh, take away, like Dilip said, no? take away the brown and uh, the insufficient light from your hip joints, your knees, your ankles, and it's going to resurrect your strength and give you the blue light that you deserve. And the blue light only brings better relationships, more power in your profession, and the ability to speak the truth. So you should, res uh, you know, definitely wear more blue in 2023. And relationships are getting better, but not in the first 20 days. Mm. After that, I think by the 9th of Feb, we should have definitely better time in 2023. Speak the truth, speak, speak the, the truth, truth, speak, speak the, the truth. truth. And if you can't speak it in front of people speak who it in the you mirror. really want, speak it to yourself in front of the mirror. That is so empowering. Because huh? that voice will go into the universe and create a good fortune for you. Yes, okay, absolutely. And we have hmm. um, the gentleman who had asked the, the four pixel? questions. Yes, yes, pixel artist. His name is Saurabh. Oh, nice. And uh, he says that his mom is also listening in and she has one question. Yes. So till Instagram doesn't tell me that the countdown has begun, <laughs> we can take this question. Okay. So his mom is asking, she's having, she has a lot of stock of Tupperware and supperware. How can she sell it quickly? By sending out an affirmation in the universe that the people who really want uh, have arrived to buy it. And yes. uh, that she's willing to let it go. Yes. Because sometimes we are holding on because we are not confident that we want to let it go. go. That's a very profound answer, Ma, that we can all apply to our own lives. Yeah. And, and write it 108 times that all the stock has been sold, sold at the maximum value and you have made profit. Wonderful. How divine. And what to do with that paper? Burn it. After written it 100 written times. It 100 times. And Super. the most magical is to write it with either blue ink or red ink. 
on white paper. On white paper, yes. Perfect. This is a super opai for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and that for Sodom would be good to write that he's free of his acid uh, reflux or whatever and he can burn it and that will be an activity with the fire that he can do outside of his body. Absolutely, Ma. I love you all. Love Stay you. Stay well. Love be you, happy. You. Keep healing. Keep loving yourself. Be truthful in all your exchanges. God bless.